I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk About. We're continuing our series on emotional intelligence with certified emotional intelligence coach Sarah Joseph. And today, we're talking all about how you can change our thoughts. Hi, Sarah. Hello, I'm so excited for this topic. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, and so last week we talked all about that self-coaching model. So today is kind of the first part of that. Like, how do we actually go about changing our thoughts? So let's start with that question, I guess. Like, how how do we change our thoughts? Exactly. So we went into last week into that thought model, like you said, the self-coaching model. And what it taught us is that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our action and or inaction. And those actions create the results that we want to see in our lives, right? And what we want to do is take a step back then and go in to learn how we can process and change our thinking so that we can create more of the feelings we want to feel so that we can create the action, take the action we want to take and create the results in our life that we want to take. So in order to start changing your thinking, what you need to do is start to process your awareness. So bringing in your emotional awareness in terms of understanding what on earth is going on in our mind, right? We have millions of thoughts swirling through our mind every single day. And a lot of those thoughts create feelings, which generate our thinking, which generate our results. So what we want to do in the self-awareness part is to go in to ask why. That is one of the biggest questions that we can ask ourselves so that we can begin to understand our emotional healing and begin that journey in general. So when we're having those thoughts of maybe, you know, I don't feel worthy or I don't feel I feel unlovable or I hate X, Y and Z. Right. Asking yourself from a place of curiosity about why I think the way that I think really question that and get to know that and it doesn't mean that we need to go into this downward spiral of uncovering and digging up all this you know past trauma and it does come from there but what we can do is go into uncover just the parts of it that help us become more aware of our thinking and that 
where that awareness leads us when it comes to our reaction. So how are we reacting when we're feeling triggered? And if we're feeling triggered, what's causing me to feel triggered? And then what's causing a reaction out of that or what's causing the results that I'm getting after that? So a lot of what we're going to be doing now for that self-awareness piece is to catch yourself before you react. That is kind of the punchline here. That's how we begin to become more self-aware is catching yourself in the act of reacting. And it's funny because this is going to take some time and practice. And it's simply because we are not so in, in, too in tune enough with our thinking and our feelings and our actions that it makes us unaware of why we're thinking the way we're thinking. We're just kind of working automatically, right? Our brain just has all these, all this programming and beliefs and experiences from our past that are still working in our adult life today, but maybe they don't serve us anymore, right? So what we want to do is get to know what on earth we're thinking and watch your own mind from a third party perspective. So what you're doing is kind of eavesdropping in on your mind and listening in on your mind and listening in to what's really going on in there so that we can make those changes. I like that, like eavesdropping on yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Spying on yourself and going, huh, why don't I think the way that I think? So that's basically like the time where you would pause, you're doing that pause to just kind of not have the result that maybe you've always had. Exactly. If, if we're using the example of an argument or something like that. Okay. Can, can you take us through like what that would look like in a real life situation? Yeah, for sure. So the practice of catching yourself when you're reacting or before you're reacting happened to me literally yesterday. And this is something I'm okay. still working on. So I was at the nail salon yesterday and I was uh, getting a mani-pedi done and I was getting my pedicure done. And then there was this other couple there and the woman, there was a man and a woman, and the woman was trying to buy a lotion that the nail tech had used on her hands. And her husband had said no, and that he was not paying for that, and that she didn't have enough money to pay for that. And it kind of went on from there. So the argument kind of started, the trigger started for them right there. And then she kind of went, well, I don't want the lotion anyways, because I don't want to hear about it later. And she started talking to the nail tech about her money, his how she, he controls her money, and how he controls her spending, and it's her money anyways. And he doesn't, she doesn't understand why she can't buy this lotion. And it just kind of made a big ruckus in the salon and everybody heard it. Like it was a small salon and myself included, like I turned around to look, right? Because it was a salon soap opera. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's exactly what's happening, right? And what I noticed was, although that was a separate situation for me and that was happening, what was happening for me was I was becoming a little anxious, but I wasn't aware of my thinking. I was aware of what I was feeling. So what I was feeling was my heart was palpitating. I had a shortness of breath a little bit and I was getting a little sweaty in my palms and I was tingling a little bit in my arms and my palms. And I was like, whoa, what's happening to me right now? And I slowed the process down. And so what I did was I took a few minutes to acknowledge what I was feeling and I was going whoa I'm feeling some sensations right now am I feeling anxious and I went yeah I guess I'm feeling a little anxious and I asked myself why right and the thoughts that came up from that were well what if the arguments gets worse and they start hitting each other right what if 
um, I have to get involved because of the hitting, right? What if someone else gets involved? What if this escalates and nobody advocates for her or for him? Because it was clear that he was looking a little embarrassed at that point, right? And for me, what went further into that was, I am the type of person that doesn't like to see injustice happening, especially in public, right? And I'm the type of person that likes to advocate for people, especially when they're not sure how to advocate for themselves. But the way that I've done that in the past was from this place of anxiety and fear and scarcity, right? And I was really scared that this would escalate. And that comes from my childhood and seeing, you know, people argue and not liking it, right? Seeing my parents argue and always coming to this really horrible raw solution at the end that didn't serve anybody that didn't help anybody right it didn't create a solution it wasn't a resolution based thinking it was just fear based thinking and i noticed that was coming up for me and then what i decided to practice was detaching myself from not only my thoughts and my feelings because we are not our thoughts and we are not our feelings they happen to us right they happen for us but they don't happen because of us if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So meaning like our past or our thoughts. Okay. Like meaning our past kind of influences. Okay. Got it. So when you can practice that detachment, you can literally pull yourself out of it and kind of look at your thoughts and your feelings, like in the palm of your hand. And that gives you more control. So you're now going, okay, that, that looks really cool. That's interesting. That's fascinating. Why do I think that way? I'm really curious about that. Right. Whereas most of us kind of go into our thinking and we go, why do I think like that? I want to stop thinking like that. That's horrible to think. I don't want to think that I'm not good enough. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And we go to this invalidation. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we go in with curiosity and fascination, we're going in with, wow, that's really interesting to think. Why do I think that way? Right. Mm -hmm. So what I later did was starting to practice deliberate thinking and deliberate thinking is more supervised thinking and it allows you to think more consciously. So what I did was I redirected my mind and redirected my focus and redirected my thinking to what I really wanted to my intentions. So why did I show up to the nail salon today? Was it to get into a fight? Was it to feel anxious? Was it to get into an argument? No, probably none of those things. Yeah, no. (laughs) I came to relax. I came to pamper myself, right? And even Mm -hmm. though I'm feeling triggered and I do want to advocate, don't get me wrong, I did totally want to stand up for those two. But will it, can I stand up for them at the expense of my own emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Because at that point, if I do anything, I'm not only, you know, probably going to make that worse because I'm feeling triggered from my own story, Mm -hmm. my own storyline in my own childhood that has absolutely nothing to do with that couple, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm attaching myself to their story when I can just detach myself, right? And notice that this is happening for me and only me. And I need to be here for me and not abandoning myself in this process that I can do this, right? And I'm willing to feel this painful emotion right now so that I can gain control of it. So the other part of that self-awareness piece is being willing to feel negative emotions. So the reason why a lot of us avoid and resist our emotions is because we're not comfortable or familiar with feeling a negative emotion. We're always running and avoiding them because 
those sensations feel way too heavy. Those, you know, that breathing that happens for me, I don't like it. And when we're afraid to feel our feelings, what happens is we become more afraid because we don't ever familiarize ourselves with it. We don't get to know it, right? And it's kind of like dating your emotions. And that's kind of how I like to think mm-hmm. of them. Date sadness, right? Date anger, date overwhelm date anxiety, date fear, and get to know who they are, why they're showing up and what they're here to, what function they're here to serve. And as you date all of these emotions, what you're going to notice is you're going to find out more information about them and you can decide how you want to think about them. So you gain more control that way. So I decided a long time ago, I decided to start dating my anger, right? And I was like, okay, I'm going to start to get to know why this anger is showing up, how it's showing up, how it feels in my body, what thinking comes with it. I'm getting to know all the pieces about it. And now that I know the pieces about it, I'm not afraid to feel anger anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I'll allow myself to go through five minutes of feeling that, you know, change in my energy, that change in my breathing, that change in my heart, that little fluttering that's happening. And I'll let it pass and regulate through breathing, right? And once it's gone, I can focus on the thoughts, right? And now that I have access to my thought thinking and my thoughts, I can now begin to change them through that so would someone come to you and just say like in your role as a coach would someone just say I'm anxious Mm -hmm. and then and I'll give an example flying yesterday I was like super not so much anxious leading up to it but anxious on the flight when it got turbulent I got like really anxious in the last few years where I never was always flying before so is that something that like someone would just be like I'm feeling anxious in these specific scenarios and then you would relate that back to something else or could it just be that like I mean maybe anxiety is a standalone like could it just be that anxiety is situational or like how like how would you work through that I guess it's definitely situational right so the first part of that is allowing yourself to feel anxious right and validating the fact that your survival was threatened in that moment right that little bit of turbulence caused you to feel anxious because it was saying hey what if this plane goes down right now right oh (laughs) like literally what yeah right (laughs) and validating that that's what you're feeling and then once you've been able to regulate the thoughts and understand that this anxiety is here to protect me from something it's signaling to me that there's danger coming or danger that could be coming how do I go to in how I go how do I go in now to deliberately help and help my thinking and manage my thoughts so that I could feel better right so maybe some thinking that could happen there instead when you're redirecting your thinking from oh my god this plane is gonna go down and I'm gonna die (laughs) to well we, when you're in a plane, you're going to experience a little turbulence because that's the natural flow of flying in the air, right? It doesn't mean the plane is going to go down. It's just going through its natural flow to get through an air pocket, right? And if that's the case, then that's exactly what's going to happen. And I'm going to actually be okay because, hey, they don't just hire any willy-nilly to fly a plane, right? What do yeah, you mean? true. They hire someone that has years of experience that's gone through testing and, you know, programs and has done this for so long that you can trust your captain, right? So, so it's also probably in that situation. Oh, sorry. Go, I'm sorry. That's just where you're bringing in rational thinking. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I feel like we probably do a whole episode on anxiety and a whole episode <laughs> on anger. Like we could, that would be kind of interesting actually to like analyze each emotion maybe. Um, okay. So the idea isn't, so if we can control these reactions with the deliberate thinking, like 
the idea isn't to always just think positively. The idea is to like, like you said, date those feelings. Mm. So what's interesting is that if you don't ever tell your mind how to think, so give it deliberate thinking, it's always going to think the way it thought in the past, because the way it thought in the past is a habit, right? And Mm. if we're used to constantly having frustrating or anxious thoughts, it's always going to generate frustrating and anxious thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Or stressful thoughts. And that's not what we want. So we need to understand that we can make a choice in what we choose to think so that we can control the way that we feel, right? Mm -hmm. Or have more ownership over the way that we feel, if we can put it into better words. So, and you're right, we don't want to enter into this place of just having positive thoughts, right? So going from a negative thought to an immediately positive thought will not work. And it's only a temporary band-aid. It's like having a garden full of weeds and then planting flowers in them. It's going to happen the weeds are going to grow right through the flowers and destroy the flowers. So although you're trying to do something positive, what we're doing is masking the negativity. And that can go so many ways because if a negative thought or a negative feeling is living inside of your body and our emotions are all living, then that means they're harboring space, they're living and breathing, and they're still alive in your daily life, no matter how much you try to mask them, no matter how much you try to avoid and resist them, no matter how much of how much positivity you try to throw on top of it, it's always going to be there if we never actually go in to neutralize it and think about it and feel it and allow ourselves to feel it and be willing to feel the painful emotion or the painful feelings that come with it. So what we don't want to do is go and throw in a positive think, positive thought. We don't want to go from, let's say, for example, I am, I am, I hate my body, sorry, to I love my body and it's beautiful and wonderful, Right. So there are two things that you need in order to change a thought. You need to believe it and you need to feel good about it. And if you don't have those two things in a new thought that you're trying to think, well, then it's just a temporary Band-Aid and it's not going to work. What you need to do is going to create a neutral thought. Maybe not. Can I ask the question there for a second? So, you know, when we say affirmations, like if we continue to say, I love my body, does that do we then start to believe it? And so then it could work or no? What you want to do is start with a neutral thought. So there's kind of a hierarchy of building your way up to getting to I love my body, right? So you're going from I hate my body and then going to I love my body. You don't believe it and you don't feel good about it. You when if you say that from a person that hates their body, you'll probably feel a little icky. It'll feel a little uncomfortable and you'll go. Uh, I don't believe that, but I guess I'll keep saying it, right? But mm-hmm. if you don't believe it and you don't feel good about it, see, keep saying, continuing to keep saying it won't make you believe it more, right? right. Okay. So what yeah. you want to do is train the mind in kind of a step-by-step process to working up to saying, I love my body. My body is amazing, right? To from, I hate my body. So what we want to do is go into the middle ground and that's a neutral thought. Mm-hmm. To create a neutral thought, you want to take out the negative word or take out the negative connotation. So instead of saying, I hate my body, what you can say is, I have a body. And that neutralizes you and it creates some believability. So you believe, yeah, I have a body, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be, I have a functional body, Right. You can walk, you can talk, you can look, you can see, you can eat, you can breathe, right? And it's maintaining your survival. Even if you hate your body, it's still functional, right? It's still doing mm-hmm. the things that you want it to do. And that's a really, really good place to start. 
right? Starting in a place where it's neutral and you can believe it and you kind of feel good about it, start there. And then what you want to do is start implementing bit by bit and having your body notice and your mind notice that you have a body, that it is functional and reminding it that it is those things so that we can eventually take that and turn it into a positive thought when you're ready, when you're able to believe it and when you're able to feel it. So we can definitely get into toxic positivity here if we jump from a negative to a positive. So what we want to do is ladder and go from negative to a neutral thought and then to a positive thought. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, interesting. I've never um, heard of the concept of a neutral thought before, I don't think. Because yeah. <laughs> we so often are just like, you know, positive thought or, okay, so that's interesting. So that embracing, so when it comes to how we embrace those negative thoughts instead of avoiding or resisting them, is that how we embrace them? Like giving that neutral thought is the middle ground and then, or, or is there a different process? I guess there may be a little bit of a different process in how we embrace the negativity. Right. So what we don't want to do is again, mask that negativity with thought. Yeah. So now we know we want to go to a neutral thought, but that doesn't mean the negative thinking is going to stop, right? You're still going to have it. So how do we then go ahead to embrace a neutral thought now when we're still having a negative thought? And what happens there is we need to be willing, again, to feel what we feel, be willing to feel the negative emotion that's coming up so that we can have ownership and control over it so we know what we're dealing with. And then what you want to do is to greet and invite that negative thought in. So what we don't do is when we have a negative thought, we go, I don't want to think like that, don't think like that, don't think like that. And what we do is we avoid and reject it, right? But what we want to do is greet it, right? Welcome it in and go, hey, I notice you. I see you because all of all our thoughts really want is to be noticed, 
They just want a bit of your attention. And how I like to think of my thoughts and my feelings is like a little toddler. Okay. And when they're knocking on the door, you know how a toddler wants something to eat. They want to go outside and play. They nag you all day, right? They remind you constantly that they're here and they want to do this thing. You said you're taking me out for ice cream. When are we going out for ice cream? Are we going out for ice cream yet? They'll, so they'll keep nagging you. So what you want to do with that nagging thought or that nagging child is to give it the attention that it's asking, right? Give it a little bit of space and to greet it and say, hey, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I'm here for you. I don't have to like it. I don't have to want it, but I can allow it in for a few minutes so that I can process it. So I can allow it. So what you're doing now is going, I hate my body. I hate my body. I hate my body. And then you're noticing it. You're catching when you're reacting, right? And then you're going, I have a body. I have a body. I have a body. And reinsuring and reinforcing that thought, even when the negativity comes up. And then eventually it's going to be, I have a body. It's not going to be, I, I hate my body. Why? And that's because the neural pathways and cells in your brain are changing because you're constantly going in to give it repetition. The body, the brain likes repetition. It likes to do things more than once. And if it does things more than once, it will catch on and then throw it into your subconscious. So what we want to do is replace the thought that's sitting in your subconscious, which is that I hate my body. And we eventually want to do it enough, repeat that thought enough. I have a body, I have a body, I have a body enough that it replaces that negative thought and it sits in our subconscious now right so we've gone into reprogram our brain essentially and we can't just jump to the i love my body because we don't believe it yet essentially we don't believe it and it doesn't yeah. make us feel good okay interesting yeah okay and then okay so we know that how long do you, is there a timeline on like how long that process takes to you know to get to that point of from i hate my body and then I, I have a body, which I'd imagine with I have a body, there's some gratitude there too, right? Like that kind of creates gratitude. And yeah. then to I love my body. Like, is there is there any science around like this takes five months? <laughs> like, this <laughs> is there anything like that? Or is it just individual dependent on how often it's practiced, I'm assuming? Exactly. Yeah. So it's dependent on, at least for me, I've noticed that it's dependent on how often you practice it and how often you're willing to feel the negative feelings and have mm -hmm. willing to embrace those negative thoughts. And if you're unwilling, it's okay to admit that you're not willing, right? It's okay to admit that you're still scared and that you need some time to get comfortable and feel safe in your body to be able to feel a negative feeling, right? A lot, the, a lot of the time, the reason we don't feel a negative feeling is because we don't feel safe feeling it. We don't know how to control it and manage it. But say you're working with a coach or a therapist or a friend that, you know, can help you sit, create that safety for you, then you're more likely to embrace those feelings than you would if you didn't, if you didn't work with someone or if you didn't have that conscious thinking. So it would take some time. And a large part of that time comes down to whether or not you're goal setting. So a large part of why this takes so much time is because we don't know why we're doing it. Right. We know we have this thought. We know that it's affecting, you know, my life in this way. But why do I want to change it? What does changing offer me right now? What new experience in life does it bring to me? And how does it change my life for the better of myself? And when you can know your why as to why you're doing something, you'll be able to use that in your motivation to continue saying, I have a body, I have a body, I have a body, because you want that end result. You want that goal. Right. But you have to take the little micro shifts in between in order to get to where you want to be.
So basically, okay, I love that. So basically how we start thinking about what we want to think about is that middle kind of neutral thought. And then we get to, got it. Okay. So what is the biggest problem with our thoughts? That there are two big problems, okay? Okay. First one is that we're not aware that we can choose our thoughts, right? Yeah, okay. And what's crazy is that before even starting my own healing journey and practicing choosing my thinking and deliberate supervised thinking, I was always reacting to unconscious thoughts, right? And I never thought that was something I could have control over. I was like, oh, my mind just does it, right? But what we need to go do is give our mind new information about, you know, ourselves, about the world around us, about how we want to think and feel so that it can be controlled so that we can start to manage it instead of reacting to it, but instead of responding to it. So that's the first problem. Your thinking and your feelings are all choices. You can make a deliberate effort to feel and think and choose what you want to feel and think. The other part is people go in to when they're going in to change their thinking they're going, well, I want to feel positive thoughts all the time. The problem with that is we actually don't want to feel happy 100% of the time. In fact, there are times we want to choose to feel sad and have sad thinking, right, to generate that sad feeling. And here's an example. I would not want to feel happy if I heard that one of my close friends passed away. I would want to feel sad about that right? Mm -hmm. I want to deliberately and intentionally feel sad about that. So what's going to happen? My mind is going to create thoughts that, you know, remind me of that person that reminisce in that person that can't believe what just happened, right? And what that's going to do is going to create a little bit of sadness for me, right? And that's going to help me sympathize a little better. That's going to help me feel the situation a little better. That's going to remind me that I truly loved this person in my life. And that I can't believe that they're gone. And that's okay to feel. You want to feel that sometimes. So a large part of the time, we want to be sure that we want to understand whether or not we want to feel happy, whether or not we want to feel sad and embrace feeling all of it. Date all of your emotions. Again, going back to that, right? I want to feel sadness sometimes. I want to feel anger sometimes. I want to feel happy sometimes. I want to feel excited sometimes. But sometimes you don't want to feel anything. Sometimes you just want to feel neutral. <laughs> Right? Have yeah. you ever had days where you're just not? Oh my feeling? God, how do we get to neutral? Yeah, I want to be neutral today. Yeah, so sometimes when we're overstimulated, when we felt too much in the day, whether that's sadness or happiness or excitement or anxiety, we kind of have days where we're not really feeling anything. We're just chilling, we're vibing, we're neutral, right? And that's exactly sometimes what we want to feel. And that's an okay feeling to embrace as well. So you don't always want to feel something. You don't always yeah, be want to feel exhausting, happy. probably. Yeah. So exhausting. So yeah. draining of your energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah now I, okay. That's interesting. I never thought, yeah, I guess we're, I'm sure we're always like to some extent. Sure. We all some, I'm also sure on the spectrum, like some people are more always in their emotions than other people. Is that fair to say? Like, are some people more highly emotional than others or more not highly emotional, but like highly more aware of their emotions or something like that. I, I'm guessing that's a... sensitive to their okay, feelings. sensitive to their emotions. Is the word I was looking for. Okay, yeah, and that's that actually a really good thing, right? That's not a bad thing at all. Um, in fact, a lot of us want to become more sensitive to our emotions so that we feel them more, so that we can have more control. Mm -hmm. So I would say the people that are a little more hypersensitive have more control than they think, right? Um, I know I'm somebody that's pretty hypersensitive, and I feel everything, and I feel every emotion and all my thinking drives 
creates my feeling like I definitely feel that. And that's actually my greatest superpower, right? So it helps me to empathize more with people. It helps me to understand myself better. And it helps me to, you know, be more in tune with things like my intuition, right? And that's not something that people really talk about as often when it comes to our emotions and our feelings. Well, when you have access to your emotions and your feelings, and you have proper access to conscious thinking, you actually have so much more control over your intuition and decision making than you had ever thought before. So hmm. definitely is an interesting concept when it comes to hypersensitivity. I feel like we can, that would be a whole conversation too. So, well, yeah, we've talked a little lot today. Thank you so much. Um, and I know we're going to dive into even more next week. So can you remind everyone where they can find you on social? Yes, they can find me on Instagram at Sarah Joseph underscore coach, TikTok at Sarah dot coach, and then Twitter. You can also find me on shemadigital.com. It's I actually have an article coming out on March 2nd on my five-step process. So you can check oh, that amazing. out. I'm super excited for that to launch as well. Oh, awesome. I look forward to reading it. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for today. And we will chat with you all next Tuesday. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.